We're on page, on page Lamed Hay. We started last week, Perik Yudalad, at the bottom of the page, the last paragraph on page Lamed Hay. Very hard, Perik. When it happens, we'll know. To talk about it and to learn about it, the changes that are going to be at the end of time. And that we're already experiencing what Rabbi Yaakov Moshe describes as the acceleration of the acceleration of, of, of all of all the of all the created Bishesis and Mebraishis and everything being finished. And and as a result of that, the Shinui and the changes that are taking place in creation at the end of time to make room for the appearance <coughs> of that sewer Ruchanis, that new sewer of Ruchanis that's going to be when Mashiach Sekeno arrives. So all the technology, all of the things that are happening that, that, that we're Zorcha to live at this time, when I say Zorcha, it's a Shechir because it's Erev Shabbos Ben Hashmashis and soon Mashiach is going to be here. On the other hand, the challenges that it creates, it creates so Yaakov speaks about that now on the bottom of the page. Remember that everything was created in order that it reach its state of completion. It finishes its cycle. It finishes its tafkid in this world. And just like, as we spoke about last week, just like there was a rush to leave Mitzrayim and all the babies were getting born, everything like was, like, like you know, if you have a blunder and you put on the high speed, everything was a high speed. So too, at the end of time that we're living in right now, everything's high speed. Everything has to be finished. <coughs> so what's happening is, Rabbi Yaakov Meshe says, so all that exists is pushing itself, is pushing itself, is accelerating to be able to make its way into the world before the world is finished. Is it? It's the end. So gam Now what's happening is that there are the koiches, there are koiches in creation, of course, that Hashem made. The koiches of Ra, the koiches of Tuma. All the koiches, all the, the, the all of the energy, all of the energy of Ra that hasn't yet, that hasn't through the course of time, hasn't been actualized, hasn't come out of the dungeon, of the closet, of the grave, wherever it's coming from. It's pushing. Koiches aroim is gash, is gash. There's a tremendous tumult, a commotion. The doich vimis Pushing each other. Pushing. Lot says the koiches of Ra. So we're living in a time that the kind of, the kind of taiv is the kind of, I mean, it's hard to imagine that, that, that the people from Stom and Amora wouldn't be embarrassed if they would come to Manhattan these days. They wouldn't come, if they would come to, to London or Paris, what was it, what, the, now, why are all the koiches of Ra? Why are they pushing? Kadeshagam hem yis'alu. Kadeshagam hem yis'alu. 
Everything that exists is going to be fixed. Everything that exists is going to have an aliyah. If all of the kaychas of creation are are in this commotion, this tumult, to somehow scramble about and to do what it has to do to get it out of its system, to get it out of its system. So before Mashiach comes, all the descriptions of Ra, of evil, of, of insanity, of madness, of uncontrolled, uncontrolled tyrants. We're living at a time where things that people used to be embarrassed about are now organizations and newsletters. I mean, everything's crazy. Because Gam Hemis all the Karchas of Ra, Hakol Bar Hashem created everything, everything that exists was created Lechvodo. We don't understand that. They're struggling to have an aliyah. Now remember the Karchas their purpose in this world is to create Bechir Chavshish, right? Hashem created Ra, as the Ramchal explains, the Hashem, the Astunas. The Karchas of Ra, like the marshal that we have from, from the Zohar Kaddish, that I'm sure you've all heard, where there's a, was the king, the king has the, wants to test his son, the prince, so he hires, uh, and the prince is a little bit, uh, the prince is not the way he should be, and the king hires a beautiful woman to seduce the prince. That's what she does for a living. That's what this person does. It's a very low person. She's, she's a, a zaina. So the Zohar Kodesh says that the emes is that the zona, that the woman does not want to succeed the emes with the prince. Her job is to make it a challenge for the prince. Her job is to attempt to do that in order to test whether he's truly faithful to the king. That's the job of this woman. And she's getting paid a lot of money to do the job that she knows how to do. But inside of her, she be'emes doesn't want that to happen. She doesn't want. She wants be'emes for the prince to succeed and for the malchus to continue and so on. And the Zohar tells us about the great joy that the king has to see that his son is able to withstand that. In the whole Indian of the Eight Sahara, the Satan, which the Gemara says, is the Shem Shemaim this Kavi. The intention of the of the side of evil is also the Shem Shemaim. It's not God forbid to undermine Hashem's presence in this world. It's to reveal God's presence through you and I being challenged by the side of Ra and suffering and struggling through those nisyanis that we have with the zona, with the woman of ill repute. That's the story of our lives. The emiss is the king hired the girl, HaKadosh Baruch who created the Eitzahar. HaKadosh Baruch is the one who sends us these tests. HaKadosh Baruch wants us to pass these tests. Even the side, even the side of evil, even evil itself, the emiss, the emiss is the Shem Shemayin, this guy. The sun is the same shaman in the sky. It's a malach of Hashem. 
So Malach Hashem, he's got a, got a, he got a lousy assignment. But he's the Malach Hashem. It's also Malach. So if Yaakov Moshe says that they should have him Yisalo, or they call a pochlis Yeridu Chasosholm as a Kedusha Aleihem, or their job to bring down Kedusha to the side of Ra, to strangle and to suffocate the Kedusha. Which, of course, all of the warnings of the Torah are telling us, don't listen to that woman. Don't give in to that girl. You should know that the secret of this entire thing is the conspiracy is just to test you. It's just, like the Ramchal says at the beginning, it's just to test you. Everything in life is an Esau. Don't give in to that girl. All the, all the Azharas, all of the warnings of the Torah, be careful, don't, don't. So we say to the Baruch Hashem, "Be careful. So do me a favor. Don't send the girl after me. If, you, if you're so nervous about me messing up, then why are you sending the girl?" But that's that's why Hashem made the world, right? So all of the warnings of the Torah. All the Torah's warnings are telling us, "Kindleach, be careful. Don't let the Ra get the better of you. Right? Don't let the Ra come out. Don't let the Ra win." And as a result of our, as a result of our being strong, and overcoming those challenges, particularly now at the end of time, when when the tests are very, 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 very difficult, the side of Ra will be destroyed. Like we say in the davening of Shem Kippur, the harisha of Arab, harisha kula ka'ashan techla, it'll it'll disappear like smoke. Because the Ra was only created as a challenge. At the end of that story, the king pays the woman a lot of money. I mean, Hashem pays the Zona, pays the Yitzhar for all of its loyal services. So you could say, what do you mean? She wasn't successful in seducing the prince. Why is she getting paid? The terrorist is, the Tachlis is not that the prince should fail. The Tachlis is that the prince should succeed. But it has to be a real test. It has to be a serious test. And this girl did a good job. She tried. She's paid for it. she's paid for the effort that she made, but in the end, her job is over. <clears throat> so when Mashiach comes, the job of the zona is done. She's she's finished. And Bamis Bamis, she wants to be good. Her job is done. So Yisbat lo v'yichum and Harlem. Then all the karches of Ra. Again, Ra will have an aliyah, whatever that means. Just like in the story of the woman, she could she could be promoted to a great position. She was a faithful servant of the king. It will disappear. In other words, it's evil. The evil manifestation of the karches of Ra will be destroyed. Will be gone. Will be gone. Like I just mentioned from the davening yontiv, that all evil, like smoke, will disappear. And all idols and all avarazara, all evil will, will disappear. He says, Yesh Tzarech, Shekol, next page, Lamevav. Shekol hamagamos hagashmias hamutarus hamizgalis besayfayomim. Therefore, Biakamisha says, therefore it's necessary that all physical, materialistic goals and objectives that are permitted that are being revealed at the end of time. To prepare the world for the great change that's going to take place with Mashiach. 
Yudavka de Knesset Yisrael. Take place Davka through Knesset Yisrael. I don't know if we go through all of the technologies. I, I did hear that, that this guy Zuckerman is the one who created Facebook, correct? He's a Jew. Zuckerberg. Zuckerman? Zucker, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. See, he's the one. He's, he, he, he must be very rich. Someone told me he doesn't give to Jewish things. I don't know. Someone's got to get them. Chaval. So he's a Yid. I don't know how many other Yidin are involved in, in, behind the scenes what's going on in the world. I don't know. Google. Huh? Google's two Jews. Really? Is that true? Yeah. Google's two Jews? Two Russian Jews. So they're also very rich. They, and they, they give something for Jewish things? Yeah? So there's this special entrepreneurship that Jewish people... Uh, are, are exceptionally talented when it comes to bringing making money and helping other people make money and bringing out things into the physical world they used to say in the yeshivas that it's chaval that Einstein wasn't from he could have been a imagine he could have written some good form right even though the Robert Shavadis was a much, much bigger genius, but Einstein was a smart person. He could have certainly, could have certainly been a big, big Talmachachim. He could have written some good, some good Svarim. He could have added a lot to Yiddishkeit. But there's a Gzaira that the, a lot of the Gashmias that's in the world is due to the brilliance of, of a person like Albert Einstein and other people like that. But the Koichas, the Koichas in Gashmias, Rabbi Yaakov says it's the Davka through Knesset, the Davka through the Jewish people. There's going to be a tremendous amount of physical material blessings, wealth, advancement, that's going to take place through Knesset Yisrael. I don't know if that's Mokuyim, if we see that, but it seems to me like that is something that's, 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 that's true. In HSL, there's a tremendous amount of uh, technology, a tremendous amount of the... You know, somebody was just telling me about something that they're just coming up with in HSL. Well, I know that an Israeli guy made the thing that helps you get with the car, ways, right? Yeah. For me, that's the best thing. I, I mean, I don't have one, but my wife has one. And when I go someplace, she tells me, don't go here, go there. So far, so good. It's a mechaif. It's good. You kept it in the family. Google bought it. So oh, these Israelis sold it to Google. Yeah. But someone was telling me about something else that had to sell now. There's something really, really, really big. Which is good because then a lot of you make money and they open up factories and businesses and so on. It's a very choshev thing. In general, the economy is Baruch Hashem doing much better now in than it has in the past. But as Davka de in Russia, in Russia itself, there's some Jews that are, that are very, very, very rich in Russia. That the second that Russia came out from from uh, communism, they're right away they're even they're like opening up like uh, factories and businesses. My father, had, my father had a brother, a brother, who was nifter a few years ago. He was a tzaddik of name is Yitzchak. Yitzchak. And this this uncle of mine in Budapest, after right after the Holocaust, he opened up a jewelry store. He was able to open up right after the, it was, they came straight from the Holocaust, and and he had why? Because back in the hometown, there was a guy that my uncle was very close to. They worked together in business a little bit. And he was an Ehrlich, Ehrlich person. 
And my uncle gave him all of his stuff. My uncle was already in the jewelry business before the war. And he gave this guy all of his stuff. And he kept it. And he, and he gave back... He gave back everything to my, to my uncle, everything that he had before the war. It's very unusual. My uncle was able to get the stuff, and he went to Budapest, and he opened up a business. And, and my father had nothing after the war. He also thought that this uncle had been killed because somebody told him that he was killed. And my father was in Budapest. And one day he's walking on the street, and he sees somebody with a familiar walk from far away because all the Jews used to walk down this big boulevard in Budapest. They were looking to see. It was a lot, you know, if you met somebody, you knew. They were just walking around looking for people. My father found his brother over there. And, and, and uh, my father said that and his brother looked like he was healthy. He was, so my father asked his brother, like, what, what are you eating? What are you eating? Eating tray? What do you eat? So he said, no. He says, come. And my uncle took my father to his store. <laughs> he gave my father a job in the store after the war. I know only Jews such things like the, the resilience, the, the kaychus. Gosh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The end of that story with the store, though, I'll tell you. So my, my, my father couldn't believe it, and my uncle had an apartment because he had money. And he got an apartment over there in Budapest. And they had other Jews. My uncle got other Jews' apartments that they were able to stay, and he was paying rent for, like, a, 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 from their hometown, the people that they met. and that they, he, My uncle paid for everybody to have apartments, which he used up a lot of the money that he had for, for, for the chevra. For the and he had this store, and they were selling, they were selling mostly they were selling watches. They had watches. My father told me, that the Russians are crazy. They were cra- maybe they still are crazy with watches, with sugar with watches. And the Russians were in Budapest. The Russians were after the war in Budapest. And my uncle was doing unbelievable business, because they also the Russians all stole they stole a lot of money from different places. They had, you know, and they had money. And my uncle was going to film. He's like, Mom, my father worked in the store, and they're selling watches like this. All of a sudden. This, uh, my uncle used to tell this story on Pesach. He used to always tell this story. So all of a sudden, this guy comes in, a Russian soldier, with a lot of decorations. And, you know, with the whole uniform. And my father, they were very, my father, they were always very scared of the Russians. The Nazis, my father said, you knew they were Nazis. The Russians, they were like, they were doing a lot of bad things. But not straight. Like they, they, they were very, very dangerous people. So they were very much so. This guy walks in, he's like a general or a colonel, something's got a lot of stuff, my father says. And my father, my uncle, I don't know. Like, what's going to be over here? So the, this, he looks at the different watches, and he doesn't say anything. And he's waiting till there's no one else in the store. The store's empty. And then this guy, this colonel or general, looks up to my uncle, my father, and he says, Amcha? He was a Jew. And my father, my uncle, said, Amcha. That was the code word, Amcha. And he goes in the back of the store with my uncle and my father. And he says to my uncle and my father, he says, he starts talking then in Yiddish. And he, and he said, listen to me. He said, get out of here. Now. Not tonight. Now. Pack your stuff, whatever you can get, I'll help you. Lock the door and get out. Because they're coming here to kill you tonight. There are, there are, there are other Russians. He heard that there were Russians that were planning to come kill some Jews that had stores. They were coming to kill. So get out. And my, my, my uncle and my father, they were, they were able to... They, to, they ran away. They left Budapest. They ran out. And they found out afterwards that they came the next day. They broke down the whole place. And they came. There was nothing there. My uncle took over again. It was, a, it was a totally, totally, totally not religious guy that grew up in Russia. No shaykhs. He, he said even the Yiddish was like a broken Yiddish. But he was a Jew. And he saved their lives. Amcha. But this is like a, a tzur of, of Jews that, the, that they have the kaychas to, to bounce back. It's unbelievable.
so Knesset Yisrael is going to be leading the technology and the economy and all of these things at the end of time. And he says, Shema Tzadikim Shebedor. Davkei Knesset Yisrael, Shema Tzadikim Shebedor. Knesset Yisrael, who are the Tzadikim of the generation. Shekein Knesset Yisrael, Teida, Eich Lishtamish B'Shinuyim Halalom. Because only the Jewish people know how to use these changes that are taking place, how to deal with these changes. I don't, I don't know what that means. In order to come to the ultimate shinui that's going to be, the change that's going to place, the transformation that's going to be with Mashiach Tzikein. That the Ra should not attach itself to any of the new materialism that's going to be brought out at the end of time. I, I told you before, last week, I, I don't know how to explain all of this. And all of the and all of the changes that are going to take place in Gashimis before Mashiach comes, Rabbi Akamashi says they'll all will be a blessing for holiness and to unify all the worlds. Okay. Let's go weiter. In the order of the final redemption. Before Mashiach comes. It's necessary that the Rotson, the will, the will, the longing, the will of the Jewish people, Yisraim, be elevated. That there shouldn't be any mixture of compulsion. Anything that will force us to return to Hashem. We have to come back to Him because we want to come back to Him. There needs to be an elevation of rotsen, of will, at the end of time. So it's interesting because we see that throughout all of history, Jews, many, many Jews stayed religious. They kept they kept at least on the outside religious because they felt that they had no choice. Because until relatively short time ago, Jews were predominantly religious, predominantly religious, and there was tremendous pressure that you stay within the fold. But Rabbi Yaakov Meshach says that at the end of time, since the ultimate, ultimate, highest tachlis is to reach that level of perfected will and rotsen, of wanting to return to God, so he says that there's a there's that there shouldn't be any side of compulsion of our being forced. Everything that will take place must take place in a way where it's by our own choice because we want to, because we've decided to. So that the rotsen of the Jewish people becomes attached to the rotsen of Hashem, which is the highest madrega, which is keser. Keser is ruusa deliba, the will of the heart, the longing of the heart. That it take place in that way of rotsen. So that the rotsen of the Jewish people become attached to the rotsen of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nobody tells Hashem what to do. And when, a Jew, when the Jewish people reach that madrega that we're supposed to be on, no one's going to tell us to put out the film. No one has to tell us, to, to force us to keep Shabbos. No one's going to make us get up in time for davening. 
No one's going to make us learn. It's going to come completely from what we want, a desire. Just like Hashem. No one tells Hashem what to do. So the Ratzon of Am Yisrael is going to be lifted up to the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch. Again, it's hard for us to imagine. How could that be? But really, this has been taking place over the past century. The Gemara says, Mashiach's only going to come, is not coming, It's a very hard Gemara. It says, only when we are Messiah, when we give up hope in redemption. So there are a lot of explanations what that means. Because everybody knows, on the other hand, we're supposed to be thinking about Mashiach all the time. We're supposed to long for him. We're supposed to wait for Mashiach. But on the other hand, the Gemara says Mashiach is only going to come when we give up hope in Gula. So there's a lot of explanations. How do we resolve that? On the one hand, we're supposed to, we're supposed to long for Mashiach and think about that and want redemption and ask for redemption. On the other hand, Mashiach doesn't come until you, until you Mashiach, until we give up. Well, there's a Hasechadaz. We're not thinking about it anymore. So Yvakamesha says something very, very deep. He says, What's this Inyan? What's this Inyan of Ein Ben David Ba? Achi Yashum and Hagula? What does that mean? Kloimar Shirbet Sainam Lehigoyal Lo Yemishum Siba. This is what Yvakamesha is saying. It's a very deep thing. It works out today. No, today is today's Hayir. So it's, uh, it's Yom Atzmut. Uh, it's the day of Yom Atzmut. No, I think the Rabbanu made it for tomorrow, right? It's better because of Chil Shabbos. It but it's the it, but it's Hayir is Yom Atzmut. <coughs> what Rabbi Yaakov Meish is saying over here is there are many reasons why Jews would want to be redeemed. Everybody would like to be redeemed. Because redemption means, on the most basic level, redemption means freedom from persecution, from suffering, from our enemies. Redemption means being able to be home in our country with our brothers and sisters. Everybody wants redemption. So there are many, many sebas there are many reasons that would compel a person to seek redemption or to compel the nation to seek redemption. You know that Theodor Herzl wasn't hung up on Davka Eretz right? He believed in redemption. He didn't believe, I don't know what he believed, I'm talking about Amuna, but he, he wanted the Jewish people to have redemption, social, political, economic redemption. He wasn't religious. He wanted us to have redemption but he didn't. He, it didn't have to Davka be in Israel. He suggested that he, with others that it could be in Africa, it could be in Uganda. You know, so we need it. We need a place. We need a place where nobody will bother us. And if it's a place where nobody will bother us, to leave us alone, we'll be able to finally to live and to to fix up a place and to to build an economy and. Uh, country and so on for ourselves. Shabbi Yaakamosh says, when it says in the Gemara, Ein ben David ba'ad shi'as yashu managula, he says, Klaimer, 
It doesn't mean we're going to give up hope on redemption. Because as long as a man lives, he longs for redemption. It's natural to long for redemption. It's natural to want to be free and to be, and to be redeemed from suffering and from poverty. Right? That's natural. But he says, It's not that, it's not that, that we'll give up hope on redemption. But it means the Yisiyashim Nagula, he says, means the Siba that the Rotson to the Rotson for redemption, the longing for redemption, is not because of some external reason for something that's compelling us. You see, Herzl felt that the that the wheels of history were driving the Jewish people to their homeland because we simply could not go on existing anymore in Europe the way that it was. We couldn't. We couldn't continue. Those who studied a little bit of history, what was going on in the late 19th century and the early 20th century in Europe as far as Jews were concerned, with the pogrom and the Dreyfus trial and with the pogroms and the, and the, and the pale settlement and the poverty in this the anti-Semitism, it couldn't continue. It simply could not go on. So there were many reasons why Jews at the time of Herzl were longing for redemption. But those could be the reasons political, economic, health, whatever. A lot of reasons why to be to be relieved from the misery of Jewish life in in Europe at the turn of the twentieth at that time of the, t- the turn of the twentieth century. Many reasons. Abiyakam Moshe says, "Gula will not come in such a way." It's Achi Yisyashu, and Gula means what? You see, Theodor Herzl saw redemption as this. So Zionism redemption as the solution to the Jewish problem. Now Hitler between a Jew and a and Hitler Hitler also had a solution for the Jews. He also didn't want the Jews to continue on in the way that they were going. His solution was they should all be killed. You know, at the beginning of at the beginning of Nazism, the, the Germans were open to the idea of the Jews being shipped off. And at the beginning Jews were able, when they were still able to leave Germany, the idea of at least Europe being free of Jews, appealed to Eichmann, Yemach Shemon, to the Rishon, appealed to them. It was such a... less expensive than, than gas chambers and, and uh, easier to run and so on. And that the Jews would all leave. And in the beginning, there wasn't any like that. That there'd be, a, that there'd be a, a solution to the Jewish problem. Everybody agreed that there was a Jewish problem. Question: How do you solve the Jewish problem? So, the answer that Zionism provided was a very seems to be a very obvious one. That the solution is to return to a place that's our own. The goyim hate us, and the goyim will be free of us. And there's no love lost on our side either, and we'll be free from them. We'll be able to have our own place. 
So Yaakov Meisha says, Mashiach can't come until Messiah Yishmanagula. It doesn't mean that we lose hope in redemption. It means that we don't, until the point that we no longer, that, until the point that we finally understand that redemption is not just an answer to the Jewish problem, to the, to the problem of, of, of Jewish existence. It's not just a way to, it's not just a final solution for the Jews, a, a, a healthy, comfortable final solution for the Jews. Gula is Dveikas Bashem. Gula is Dveikas Bashem, it's a return to God. It's not, it's not, that's what he says, that we shouldn't see in salvation, in redemption, in the Gula, a pisron, a solution to the problem that we have of Golas. That's not the purpose of Gula. Of course it's a fringe benefit, of course. And we are going to be free from all of that misery. And there's no question that it comes with Gula, but that's not why we want Gula. If we want Mashiach, and if we want Gula, it's we want Gula because we want the Besamikdash. We want the Baruch Kalalama. We want Nevuah. We want the Vekas Bashem. We want Gilu Kvod Shemayim. None of that made a difference to, to Herzl. Therefore, it could be Uganda just as to him. Uganda, Yushalayim, there's a Nafkim. There was a difference. He's not building any temple anywhere. He couldn't kill us, whether it's in Uganda or it's in Yishalayim. The gulu that he was looking forward to was not the gulu that Rav Kook was looking forward to or his student Rav Yaakov Maisha. There's going to be, uh, redemption is going to be in such a way where we're not going to see it as a solution to our problems. And we're still going to want redemption. Not because of the economy. Not because uh, Eretz Yisrael uh, has some good deal on an apartment, you can get a, a better deal on an apartment. Not because if you stay in the States, you're going to be arrested, because for taxes, so you run to Eretz Yisrael, like they, have, they can make a couple of uh, Yeshuvim over there of Jews who are running away. Not, that's not why there's going to be a redemption. From that small, stupid, pathetic concept of redemption, the Gemara says, Yisyashu, we have to miss from that. We have to give that up. That's not it. So Rebecca Moshe said that life is going to be difficult. And we're not going to see how Israel is going to be the solu- this final solution. And we're still going to say, we, want, we, still want to, we still want to come back and have redemption. We still want Mashiach. We still want to connect and have, and, and have Gula. Because that's the Rosh Hashanah. It's the whole tachlis of all of everything. It's Google. So now you have some smart builders in Israel that they realize that they have to start building things that Americans would like in Israel. So now in every Jewish newspaper, all you see are American luxury apartments in Ramat Givad, Yerushalayim. American style, American apartments, American amenities, and they'll show you the apartment like the one apartment that has a pool, you know, the house that has a pool overlooking the Judean hills. And there's some, like, uh, rich couple. Could be he's one of the guys that got, that got out of going to jail. And he's standing there by his pool. That's Gula. No, that's Gula? But what if you tell him you made a mistake? Your apartment is really in Gula. 
Not one of the new ones they're building in Gula. They have also, they're starting to make fancy ones you saw. In Gula, you didn't see on Strauss, they're building that bigger apartment building. I don't know how they fit that in over there. They're making the whole thing over there. So, so that's also for rich Americans. Now, look, the Israelis can't get any of this stuff. So, but imagine you made a mistake. They set him up like in Rehov Yoel and Gula, like in a like little, little thing. You have to, you get into your apartment by going up like a fire escape, you know. That's Gula. That's not the Gula we were waiting for. We have to let go of, of, of what we perceive to be the solution that, that Gula is going to provide us with. The tachlis of Gula is Dveikas Basha. It doesn't mean you're going to have the nice apartment overlooking the coastal. Love Davka. Not that I, I, not that I don't forget Jews that they share beautiful. I wish all Jews share beautiful places with swimming pools and golf courses, whatever they need. I'm not against that chas I'm not, I'm not anti-Gashmis. Jews should have good things. But that's not the, that's not the Indian of Gula. Gula is not the solution to your problem that they were going to take, that the FBI was looking for you and they're going to put you in jail and now Baruch Hashem, you ran to Israel. Gula is, Israel is not the solution to your financial problem, to your emotional problem. That's why a lot of times when, when you, when even those who are, who are able to go to Israel now, they finally get to Israel, they have bigger problems than they had in Chutzlam. We're going to be brought to a point where we don't see that that we don't see that the, the gula is the is the final solution to the problem of gulas. For kid, in gulas it's a lot nicer. Gulas is getting good. Could be gulas is better. We're enjoying ourselves in gulas now. It's not the same gulas like it was back then. And we're going to still want redemption, even though we don't get the luxury apartment. We're going to still want redemption. And the same way that Akash Baruch's desire, his rotsen, to redeem the Jewish people is, comes completely from his love for us. Un, unlimited love that he has for us. There's no cheshben. It's not what does he get out of it. It's because his laman shumai biahava, maybe goyle of name, name laman shumai biahava, biahava, biahava. Even though there are many tainus that those who are against redemption, the malachim, whatever the tainus are, they could say why we shouldn't be redeemed, why we're not worthy of redemption. But he, he brings the redeemer to the children of his children. Laman Shmo means that. That there should be tveikis between his children and him, that they should be back together with Am Yisrael. So too, before Mashiach comes at that, at the end of time, we're going to want to have a relationship with God, not because anybody is forcing us to. We're going to want to have redemption, not because of the conditions of life that are uh, that are difficult, and because of that, we just have to get away and go and have redemption. It's going to be Laman Shemay Biahav. Rotsen. Vierak Mitzadrit Soinim Hamuchlat. It's going to come to, from a place of complete will and longing and desire. Biahav. Not for external other reasons, but only Biahav. Biahav. 
again, it's hard for us to imagine this. But in a certain way, all of these things are happening now. Yes, as you. Why, why then has, after, you know, this, that creation of the state of Israel has the discourse or more like the yearning seem to have diminished when all the exterior things that were causing people to yearn for redemption and to want to go, even secular Jews would, would write about it, you know. Why is that, why is that diminished and stopped? But isn't that what, what, what Rebecca Mercy is saying? It's that it's, it, it comes to a point where whatever used to whatever used to be appealing to the Zionists to go, or whatever was appealing to that idealistic thing inside that said it's Kedai to go, a lot of it's not, much of it's not here anymore. And a lot of the Israelis, they want to leave. So if you want to go back, it, it, it comes from a place that's real. It, back then, by the, by the grandparents, the great-grandparents, so the advertisements to return was that there's much more waiting for you in Israel than in, in Poland or in whatever, Russia. So it's, it'll be much better for you there. But now if you, if you put that sign up in, in Back Lawrence, like, uh, and, and don't, put the, don't put the thing in Ramat Givadzev or the pool. Put the place in Rechav Yol and Gula and, and put up a, a big picture of that in Back Lawrence and say, Chever, this could be yours. Like you could do your laundry out, outdoors. In the backyard, there's a, a washing machine from 1942, right? Just imagine, this could be yours. So it's not so appealing anymore. Therefore, for those who are going, or for those who want to go, I'm not just talking about Aliyah, obviously. I'm talking about who want Gula. It's no longer because of the advertisements. It's no longer that we, that we imagine that life could be easier for us, or that's going to solve my problems in Gullahs. If anything, people feel nowadays it's going to create more problems than I had in Gaulus. Gaulus is a lot easier. So then why go back? So we're Messiah from that final solution. That's not why. It's because it's because we want to go back. Because we understand that that's where we belong. And we understand that only in that place can we have ultimate Vekas Basha. So you're exactly right. Over time, it seems that the Indian of what was drawing everybody has become less appealing. That, that many Israelis who are successful, they want to leave. Right? The ones that are not successful, they, they don't want to be there anymore because they feel it's hard with the wars and the hacking and the clapping. They, they want to get out. We have to be, because we're being brought to a place of pure ruts. And pure ruts is not because of this circumstance or that problem or this issue. It's because of my ruts and because of my ruts to be in Israel, not because of over there it's better for me necessarily. I mean, in Ruchnis, of course, but not because it's better for me in Gashmi. I think that's what he's saying. We'll finish this tire next week.